Vev! 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 Welcome to a new episode of Live Evil Pod. We are back. We had another amazing weekend for the LCS. And of course, we'll cover what has been happening with our amateur team and also what's been happening with the academy. We are actually in a week where the whole LCS and the LEC are taking a break for the weekend. So I'm kind of sad that we don't have any games to watch or something to cheer for for the weekend. So I'm left with LPL and LCK. But what I am glad to have is a returning co-host, Andrea. How are you doing? Uh <laughs> good to hear from you it's been a while i know work has been quite stressful well for me at least but certainly uh we are happy to have you back to help us through and learn what we know from the evil genius organization i i think i've almost lost you uh because i think you know based on what happened last week who you cheered for I was really, really, really oh. tempted, really oh, tempted CLD to call thing. you out. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, so CLD have a lot of, like, well, people from EG rooting for them because, you know, Greg Kim, who was formerly on EG, who made, who basically built EG again, and then he moved on to CLG last year. So we are all kind of rooting for Greg Kim to do well. And then they also have contracts who was our jungler last year. So uh, yes, that is right. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's a it's forgiven. We'll talk a little bit about that because <laughs> you know we're we're very very nervous. Are we going to like lose you to you know <laughs> the up and coming CLG? So now let's let's before we dive in there. This is like I mentioned, we're going to be covering a lot of what's been happening around EG League of Legends. Uh, you know, you are the person who is keeps a close, super close tab on what's been happening in the academy and the amateur scene. So give us a little uh, update. What's been happening? So far, I know we are in the circuit and academy is still finding its form. So I'll give you the floor to talk about, you know, what you've seen, what you've observed. And Okay, so EGP, uh, Evil Genesis Prodigies, uh, just did the open qualifier for the second qualifier. <laughs> it's very confusing, I know, but they did the open qualifier for the second qualifier for Proving Grounds last week. And so they qualified again. Um, the first qualifier went really well for them in general. I know that you were talking about how we were talking about before that how they the their exit was a little bit unexpected because 
we thought for sure they were going to make top four and they ended up only making top eight. But overall, I think they had a really solid debut. Now, this second qualifier um, basically cements what we already know. This is team, This is a very strong team. They went four and one in the open qualifier. Uh, I can talk a little bit about uh, the games. Basically, they... I don't know if you know how the open qualifier works, but it's a, it's a Swiss in which you play the teams with the same record as you. First first game is decided on seeding, and then the rest is decided on, on record and seeding. So the highest score you can end with is 5-0. And as I said, EGP got a 4-1 score, which is very respectable. They played first... The first day was a little bit of a mess because... So their, the first game was versus Sina Ambition Sossi. Um, this was a very scuffed game because Mia had a problem with her internet and she yeah. kept having connection issues. And then also Doxa was kind of looking a little bit like he was having some issues too. But Mia basically, I think, couldn't even play the game. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a little bit rough. But yeah. meanwhile, Faisal was having like one of his signature gameplay games, you know? So yeah. he had a KDA of 16 and he was just making things explode everywhere on the map. So that was really nice. Then the second game was versus Teamfish Taco. And EGP had to substitute Mia out because of her. Her situation was not getting any better. And I feel like it's just too stressful to play that way. So they have a substitute, an emergency sub, who is Hotasi. I don't really know that much about him, but he played for us uh, this game, and he was okay. It, this this second game versus Team Fishtaco was mostly because was mostly Jukino quite yeah. literary. Oh my gosh! Running away with the game, <laughs> he was playing Udir, so he was just <laughs> running and running and running. Yeah, and he ended up with that. That was scary for the opponent. I thought I was feeling bad for Taco Fish gaming and watching that. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really. It's like, what do you do? He's just gonna <laughs> run. It was. Yeah, Uther looks really, really broken when he gets ahead, and he ended up with ten kills, one assist, one death, nine assists. So it was a really strong Uther game. Then the next, the next day, uh, Mia came back. And they had the first game against AOE's main team, AOE is first. And so this game was very interesting because it looked like it was going to be a win. Like Doxa got super fed. He had five kills on Silas at 12 minutes. It was like, it was looking like he was just going to take over the game and just run over it. But then things happened. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow AOE just keep, kept it stable enough. And then then and then Corky happened. And yeah. Corky GP, AOE had Corky GP, so they just giga scaled and won the game. Uh, it just goes to show like the, the unpredictability that it's an amateur, but that was a game. I mean, res I, I give AOE some respect. I, I saw that they had a couple of good games too before prior to playing EG, but yeah, I thought we were going to take it, man, uh, with Doxa being so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Doxa was huge! <laughs> uh. I will say that the bot lane was losing, and like, obviously they were losing there, like, 
Sena, Sena, Sena TK versus mm. uh, Renata Calista. So it was it was a really hard bot lane. Yeah. And but still, was like I was also thinking that they are gonna they're gonna win this, and then AOE, no, no, no. They just scaled and won like Corky. You know how Corky gets late game when it looks like it looks like what? like why is this not nerfed yet, right? <laughs> well, we're gonna talk a little bit about Corky because uh, true, you know true, he true. made an appearance at the LCS. Yeah, uh, we we, gonna... we we definitely always talk about Corky. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, AOE is it's not it's not a bad team for sure, and like this loss is not. Like it doesn't feel too bad because AOE went on and they got the 5-0 record. So they mm -hmm. didn't lose in the open qualifiers. They are a really mm -hmm. strong team. They're the strongest team EUP faced uh, for sure. And it's it's fine. We're scaling too. Like mm -hmm. the players are learning, the players are growing. It's it's fine to lose one to Correct. a really strong team. And so with that looking forward to, can you let us know when it's going to be our first game for amateur and the upcoming uh is it what let us know like when how to tune in where when we can expect to watch this amateur team yeah so the group stage uh should be in well should it begins next week because they also went on a break mm -hmm. so um groups are basically already decided the way this tournament works is that there's a group stage before the playoffs and the group stage you have four teams in each group currently the groups are decided so the group egp is in, in are it's in is group d they're grouped with maryville university supernova and dk crew so yeah i i heard you yes i think maryville is probably the strongest opponent and it will be really fun to to watch egp because the way the group works is that you have best of threes versus the other teams in the group. So it will be really fun to see a best of three series versus Maryville for you mm -hmm. in case that happens. Um, and it will be a good test because Maryville is a team that has a lot of experience in the roster. They have been playing together more or less the same roster. I, I honestly don't know what roster they will be fielding because they have so many players. Oh, they have a huge pool. Yeah. Yeah, so but it, it will be a good test regardless because they are very organized. They are mm -hmm. like they play a lot, they play collegiate, they play amateur, they play other things. So they are it's... definitely one of the stronger teams. Even before uh, I guess proving grounds or amateur were created, they were at the top of the non professional League of Legends. And we had people coming from Maryville, like Niles, iconic, I believe. I mean, Niles and Iconic might be playing, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we have some strong yeah. players to face against. Yeah, I mean, they effectively, what is effectively an LCS players, right? Like, mm -hmm. they, it, I think their roster, at least the top side of the roster, is Niles, Iconic, and APA. So, those are really, really strong players, and it's it's really good to have them in the ecosystem because it's a really good for the young amateur players to be facing this this type of birds who have LCS experience, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And hey, if we can stay competitive, it just shows that we all have LCS caliber players in the wait. Can't wait to see them <laughs> get to the I next stage. <laughs> a little bit of, little bit of optimis, uh, optimism, yeah. But 
Absolutely. So the group stage starts next week, but we don't have a schedule yet. So I don't, I cannot tell you at what time or what day. Should be Monday or Tuesday, and should be after three three p.m. But Easter? oh, never mind. No. <laughs> um, oh my. Okay, my time zones are broken, so I. It will be in the in the in the afternoon. <laughs> I was just about to introduce you too before we started to think about, hey, this is Andrea who has experience with so many of the different time zones in the United States. We can just ask her whatever it is and she'll correct me. You blew my mind between the EST and the EDT today. Well, learning. But all that we know is what you need to know at the end of the day is join our Discord and you'll find out when we play. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that I will be updated in the Discord when we find out the schedule. And but right now we don't know. So awesome, awesome. So moving on from amateur to academy, uh, I believe is on break as well. Yep, everything is on a break. Everything is on a break. This whole like Western region is just like taking away a joy, joyous time for us <laughs> in the weekend. But academy is in full force. I believe they have played a total of. Uh, how many games? Well, uh, they have, they're at the halfway point. They halfway played point. a single round robin already, plus one game, so it's basically halfway. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're rotating back to all the opponents we played in the first half. Exactly. So this team, the record is a bit concerning. I got to watch only a couple of games, and each time there was. This moment where you felt like we are turning it around, we're we're making things happen, and then you know one or two mistakes or like some great play by the opponent uh, just leaves me wanting more. I think this team is more talented than they have shown, uh, and I am definitely blaming Smoothie for everything that's going <laughs> oh wrong. God, and that's that's just smoothie. my brand. <laughs> that's just my brand. I mean, but. For the someone who actually did watch Academy and have like uh, you know know the pulse of the team, what have you seen so far in the first half of Academy for our EG boys? Okay, so this segment is going to be a little bit of a EG Academy hopium because I am for the first time in a really really long time I'm actually feeling a little bit optimistic about the future of our Academy team for. It feels like I. It feels like ages since I felt optimistic. To be honest. <laughs> um, oh no. So the last week, EGA had a positive win record for a week. Yes. That's the first time that has happened since early in the spring. It's been a really, really long time. Where in July? Mm. Early in the spring was like what January? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, February Ooh. maybe. Uh, they had a 3-1 record last week. 3-1, it's pretty good. It's not 4-0, but it's, it's pretty good. It probably should have been a 4-0, but we never expect EGA to be super clean and finish things cleanly. That's just not them. They are not like that. Mm -hmm. It's not their brand. But it was a positive win record, and it's been a while since we've seen that. Then... The catch is, it was a positive win record versus the two teams that are below them in the, in the rankings. So yes. However, however, I think the way they beat these teams, the way they beat TSM Academy and 
was very, very convincing. Mm. The winds were really, really strong. Like they were stumpy. Like I think TSM had a lead on the first game, but they had a very small lead at the start. And then the rest of the game was a stump. And the second game was a stump. And the second game versus Golden Guardians was also a stump. It was really convincing. They look much more stronger than the enemy teams. So that's, look, I know it sounds a little silly, but at least they are better for sure than the bottom two teams. Okay? It's <laughs> it's a positive angle here. It is. We're not dead last. We're exactly. Not the worst team in the league. Let's go. We're solidified, <laughs> not the worst. Like exactly. There's no way we can get fall below that. And so it's all up from here. Now, the third point that makes me be optimistic, it's the players' attitude. So we rarely get interviews with the players because you have to win to get interviews. So, <laughs> so it, that, that doesn't happen a lot. But this, this, this last week, we got two interviews. We got an interview with Tomio in which he mm. talks about how they had a really good scream week and they were very glad to show up on stage the way they show up in screams. So that's the first note of positivity to add. Like they have been doing well in screams and they feel like they are managing to, to show it. Right. Mm -hmm. The second interview we had was with Soligo who said something really interesting. He was one very happy in the interview. I haven't seen EU players, EA players be very happy in interviews, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But he was really, really happy. And he seemed really happy to be in the team. And he ended up the interview saying that we make sure to keep watching them because they are scaling really well. Mm. And they think they can be a top team. That's something I haven't heard in a while. So I think there's something there. The third thing, the third thing that happened uh, during this week was that 30, 30 made a tweet. I'm going to read it here. All right. Every academy team is so bad. Hopefully we can begin to translate screen results to stage after this week, given how hard we consistently dumpster the top things behind the scenes. This is 30. Ooh, that's, that's, that's just him. That's spicy. the way he does things. Mm. I think... We can we can gather from all this that screams are going well. Can't wait for Academy next week. But no, for real. Like, okay, so maybe things don't look super good uh, results wise, but it seems like the the energy in the team is fine. Seems like they yeah. are doing fine internally. So that gives me a lot of hope. There's a lot of asterisks to give here. The mm. first one is that screams. Lol. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, right? Like, like, screen results are meaningless unless they actually show up, right? So, right. Mm. We know that because we are EG fans. Um, oh, exactly. We have been told this this story about Scream Gods for ages. And <laughs> yeah, if EG, if EG teams showed up like they do in Screams, maybe we'll have been in MSI finals. But uh, <laughs> the, second, the second asterisk is that. The two bottom teams of Academy are making changes. Like, mm. like right in the next week, they should be playing different players. So it's going to be a bit of an adjustment period. And it's like, maybe they improve and maybe EGI doesn't improve. But I don't know. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I think 
there are a lot of, I think I already gave you basically all of the reasons why I feel a lot better than I have been feeling. And it seems like it's trending upwards for them. So that's really good. And even if trending upwards just means being eight instead of 10, <laughs> I am, I'm, I am happy to see it happen. I think they, they, they could possibly punch up a little and maybe beat up the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, you know, I think they can fight with those teams. So it's not, all, it's not all hopeless. And that's basically my EGA Hopium segment. I'm telling you, there's never a loss of hope. You get into playoff. That's the aim. And that's the aim. If we're not in the top team, you aim for playoffs. I mean, every team goes to playoffs. <laughs> okay. I forgot about this, about Academy. I keep thinking like... Yeah, there's no, making... there's no playoffs. Okay. There's only proving grounds. So all the teams, right. all the Academy teams go to proving grounds. It's mm -hmm. just about seeding because the top mm -hmm. six go to the double elimination part of the tournament and the mm -hmm. bottom four don't get that so they could possibly be eliminated very early it, it it's not i don't think it has happened in last year so i wouldn't worry about it but mm. that's well, that's how it we're, is we're not that far away we just need a couple of wins we can leap c9 immortals nah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopium. This is all about Hopium, it's Andrea. Hopium. Don't bring yeah. me down yet. I'm very really no. excited to see them next week. I, I, I just want to watch some League of Legends. <laughs> I can tell from your voice that this break is not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for me. I can tell you for sure. It's like it's too long. But hey, more time for scrimming. More time, especially for the chemistry, which I think we're seeing being uh, formed. I, I, I do believe the Kaori may have suffered a little bit of like a long, like a lengthy season, right? In the past episode, I've had it wrong. I kept mentioning that Surdy was the one that went to MSI, but it was actually Kaori, right? Um, yeah. So the bottling has had a bit of an adjustment period because one, Kaori didn't really have, uh, Kaori had a longer break than everyone else in the academy team because he went to MSI. So when he came back, they didn't really have screams with him and, and he had to adjust to a new support too. So it mm -hmm. was a bit, he hasn't been having like the greatest performances, which we expect because he's the best performer on the team. But also I will say that Smoothie is playing remote. So he's playing for Can from Canada still. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that affects the way they can integrate and affects also the play because, you know, there's a pink difference there. So like, yep. He's on 60 ping, uh, while Kaori is on, you know, the tournament yeah. realm. So it's kind of yeah. a bit rough. So their laning looks really suboptimal. Mm -hmm. They have lost lane to probably people that they shouldn't. But I hope they that they will manage to get Smoothie to come here. But and and he seems to be adjusting really well. I am very surprised by the way Smoothie has been teaming up with Soligo. And they had like the mid the mid the mid support have looked really like coordinated mm -hmm. and like they have been playmaking. So overall, well, I didn't see a difference between the way spring panned out and summer panned out up until now. I think it's beginning to show how much more coordinated they are in that sense. And smoothie, I think, has been helping we meme about him. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I would continue to do so. But it's good to hear. It's good to hear he's adapting, making the necessary adjustment. Um, you know, I think it's about like twice as slow than 60 ping. I don't know about speed or whatnot, but 60 versus like tournament realm is like a huge difference. 
Um, with that said, we are hoping, we're crossing our fingers that things are beginning to uh, look up for us. Academy does start off like, facing against the number two, number three, and number four uh, teams right off the bat next week. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the scale is going to get really, really hard, but they had a really easy scale last week. So, um, <laughs> it's I confidence think building. I, I, EA, even in spring, they were a team that could take games from top teams, they were a team that could like steal wins. So I think the they one, still one have person. that because, I, like you said, they are. It's not that they are not skilled because they are talented. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that they are. Well, sometimes they just <laughs> they just lose their minds. Yeah. Even when they are ahead, they just lose their minds and drop leads. So, oh my word, it's it's, it's really mind boggling to see. I think next week we will have a much more stronger read on mm-hmm. if this trending upwards, it's gonna stay that way. So I'm looking forward for it. Awesome. Well, we have that to look forward to. So let us take the time right now to review LCS, the defending spring champion, Evil Geniuses, making a bounce back after losing to Andrea's second favorite team, CLG. <laughs> um, you know, kudos. Like you mentioned, they they had contracts. A former EG jungler. Um, you know, really. You know, give them credit. It was a close game. I think we could have made a difference, but that last second uh, base fight and had to pull out that, I think that really uh, uh, took away the chance for us to win because we were on the verge of winning. I mean, Danny and JoJo were playing that game super loose. Uh, They were in forward, bulking (laughs) in, you know. I mean, it's a poke comp. Just just chill a little. (laughs) But, but, I mean, I cannot fault them. That's the way the game, so it's fine, but... The limit but testing we... is very clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you and I are, are share one awesome thing together is that we both have JoJo Pion on our fantasy <laughs> oh, team, no. and um, you know it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. And that's all I gotta say. How's yeah. your team doing, by the way? I lost last week because ah. of reasons. <laughs> reasons. <laughs> uh, I was counting on Blabber having a good weekend, but oh, unfortunately that didn't happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was a bit rough. I think CC9 went 1-1. Uh, not. Well, I picked up my first win. <laughs> oh, despite, nice. Congrats. Despite them banning out, like, Jojo Pion's... Um, what did he play? The Corky. And we'll talk about the Corky soon because that is the next game coming up. We are going to start off with the first game against TSM. We went deathless in that game and that we finished <laughs> it up in 26 minutes. It was a stomp that I haven't seen in a while. Um, and, you know, I feel bad for TSM. I have good people, good friends who are fans of TSM and uh, was hoping for a, a, a bit of a more competitive game, but it was not. TSM went for 4 mm-hmm. in the weekend. I mean, last week as an organization. In Academy, they went oh No, they lost 6 actually. They went oh four 4 in Academy and o two 2 in LCS. So it's it's really, really rough. I don't yeah. know what to say. They they look mental wound to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, everyone's taking their opportunity to take shots at them. I don't know if you saw XU's tweet about you know his post oh, driver Reggie. <laughs> Reggie, it's it's better paying job than McDonald's. What can I say? Oh well. <laughs> uh, the game. I'll I'll just go quickly with the draft because we went with 
we drafted nearly like top to bottom, kind of like in that order. We had the Sajuani Viego as our first pick, and then we came back with a Corky because that goes well into the Azir. And then Yumi Misfortune. Corky, Jojo Pion on Corky. What? Ha- oh my gosh. I just watched that game again, and I'm like, please, oh, please, oh, please. Either he gets better or, you know, he it, take it away from him because he will package forward any chance he gets. He did, did he did too bad that game? I don't it, I don't remember. It wasn't too bad, but it was it was a wild, wild play for it by him on the core team. But nah, that's Jojo. What can you say? Um, but uh, there was also a game where Misfortune got to the Kraken Slayer like 15 minutes, 16 minutes. It was very quick. Oh. It just decimated them. I was slightly hoping to see a Misfortune, AP Misfortune again. Danny is just crazy. He's he's can you name a better ADC in the LCS than Danny right now? Not really. I think right? people will say the Adversarker, but uh-uh. I think no. Danny is just going under the radar because he's just consistently good and his team likes to run it down sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but uh, seeing Vulcan being able to play a Yumi kind of uh, warms my heart a little, expanding a little bit more than his uh, typical engaged uh, type of uh, champ. Oh, come on. You have forgotten the time in which he was in Yumi Ale. Uh... Like in 2020 when uh, they were literally only playing as real Yumi in playoffs. Oh, that's right. <laughs> now, now, uh, he, now, now he has managed to make Sven suffer for that. You know, like Sven <laughs> right? is also having to experience what it's like to play Yumi every game. So it's pretty cool for him. Uh... Vulcan is leading the life right now, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, yes, and uh, if you haven't yet, you need to follow him on Twitter. Um, he's on a ratio mission. Did you see yesterday, though? He lost. He lost the ratio. <laughs> like, double lift counter ratio him, and oh, no. and he's just coping with defeat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that he is on vacation. Might be mental booming for him. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that game. We were just great from top to bottom. Our team fighting was super clean-ish, you know, as clean as we, an LCS team can be. And it was just, there was no way for TSM to even contest for anything. Um, that, that like you said, it was a bad week for TSM as a whole. But I'll take this win, um, just, you know, being one that is expected and also a very, very pleasant uh, result. Now, let's talk about the Golden Guardian games. What the heck was the draft? All right, Andrea, help me out here. We have uh, Rigby as a new coach or the draft coach now, right? He's a head coach right now, yes. Head coach. Mm-hmm. His rodeo in summer, it's been fun to watch. I mean, I'll yeah, run Rigby, down. Big brain, mm-hmm. big brain drafting coach for sure. He just, he was having fun in this one for sure. I mean, it was really, really cool to watch the value. Uh, like the draft happened, mm-hmm. like how the picks were done, how they were anticipating, and like the Golden Guardians were trying something really, yes, fun, right? Mm-hmm. But they ended up getting super countered. So <laughs> yeah, it was rough. and I'll walk you through how the uh, picks went. We took Swain to as our first pick on blue side, uh, kind of unheard of, but okay, we're gonna give JoJo Swain. They came back with a Sejuani Zach. Uh, pick. I'm like, oh, okay. There might be going for late game tankiness. We took a Gragas and then GP. 
And now I'm wondering how, how, where is, are we playing Gragas Jungle? GP is certainly going to play top, right? Then they, uh, look, they took Yone, strong mid. Get Blaze Olive on Yone. Then the next pick was really head scratching when we saw Seraphine and Kane. Are you sure that was the order? I feel like there's no way me... they first picked Swain. Let me pull that up on Leekedia. That is my friend there. I believe that, or at least I was watching the the highlights, and that's what they showed as the order of um, uh, the order of uh, champs yeah. that were there. The first bleak in blue was Seraphine for sure. I remember oh, because. Well, that's the first pick for sure. Like Seraphine is mm. so strong. Like if it doesn't yes. go, does it? Did you, if you don't ban it, you have to first pick it, for mm. sure. Okay, so that makes more sense. I wouldn't yeah, say like because you know, then they countered with the with the Sena Yasuo, which is like the Seraphine counter mm -hmm. uh, in theory. That it was really interesting that they did put Ole on Yasuo. I, I gotta say that's that's, uh, that's really strange. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I got the order right now. Okay, I was completely wrong. I was watching the highlights, and that was not a good deal. Seraphine, they took the Senna Yasuo bot mm -hmm. duo. Then we went Gragas GP. Indeed, and then you take away the Gragas for the Gragas Yasuo combo. Like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, so you don't want them to have the Gragas Yasuo, so you take it away and wonder where it's going. <laughs> who, who even knows where it's going? <laughs> right. Uh, but <laughs> I gotta say they had us fooled. We we banned Tom Kench or they did ban wait red side. Oh, they banned Tom Kench. So now I'm like, okay, what's going on? They have they pick Senna, but they're not taking TK. They actually banned TK. Um, we banned Diana. Makes sense. The Yasuo uh, Diana mm -hmm. combo. Yeah, something you take away we... the parts of the combo for sure. And they took away Renekton. That was an really? interesting one. For really? sure, I hadn't seen a Renekton banner in a while. Of course, an EG staple. Getting Renekton mm. bans. Then we banned out Udir. Hmm. Is Pride Stalker good on Udir? Mm. I'll have to think that one. It sounds like we took something away because it forced him to play Zach, which is his first appearance this whole summer. Zach. On yeah, the, the R5 Zach. That was for sure a choice. <laughs> 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 but it probably took us a little bit, or at least me, aback when they took Yone next. And it's like, oh, you have Yasuo and Yone. And the Wind Brothers are on, going to be on the same team at yeah, the same time. Yeah, they needed an activator for like something to make the combo happen. And it was a nerve 5 sack. Oh, I think this Dwayne was very, very important. Like the sustain, it's just impossible for their comp to deal with it it felt like i don't know from your sense it felt like this was jojo's first swain on stage or maybe he has played it before no it's the second one he second one. Oh, never mind i'm i'm mm. he I'm, didn't I'm seem wrong i'm wrong <laughs> yeah. confident on it but it didn't it wasn't a bad game he, he ended up with a very uh, good style but it was the first <laughs> laning phase was crap it was so bad he got schooled by a blaze all it's good it's good like, we learn we learn yes but you know uh the game was back and forth it was fun and it was all chaos once you saw the draft you you have to expect chaos at that point um and 
I think our game plan was to focus top side because for some reason Licorice decided not to take flash on the Sejuani. And so he kept getting like the uh, ganked by the cane and the GP. And we made really sure that he was not playing League of Legends at that whole game. Uh, at the 20 minute mark, we were up 2,000 gold and it was still fairly close. Our kills were close. And this. This uh, could have—I I don't know—it could have gone either way. I don't know if you thought that, but uh, at the 25-minute mark, that's when everything breaks loose. JoJo had that Q at max range to hit um, Ole, who was for some reason roaming mid. And from there, the game just snowballed in our favor, and we beat them in every team fights. Um, we took all the objectives that were out there but um yeah that was that was game we came away with the weekend with a 2-0 record and we're back on track still looking fairly good in defending our title or the aim to defend our title but more importantly punching our ticket into worlds uh, any other thoughts about that game for you Andrea? uh i wish managed to snowball a little harder maybe make it a little more fun um there were angles for sure but i mean it, it looked really hard to play that game but mm, well with, with with a uh seraphine gragas bot lane gotta figure out how oh how it's did. the first time we saw danny seraphine actually that's yep. really that's really fun like he he's so good on this champion um he spams it a lot in solo queue and it's just really great to see him play on a stage and of course, having this kind of combo opens some new doors that people don't have to pick a TK or uh, something to combine with Seraphine. Seraphine is just such a great flex pick and such a strong pick champion right now. Yeah, she can be support, she can be mid, she can be bot. Mm -hmm. And she's played globally. I think watching all the other regions, she is uh, a priority banner pick. Yeah, for sure. It's really, really strong right now. It's kind of broken. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the the other news, Inspired wins Player of the Week. Yes, second second in a row. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. I, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if Go you ahead. saw, but like in Spring Split, uh, EG didn't get a single Player of the Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're making up for it. Yeah, for sure we are. I hope I hope other players get some too, though. Yes, I mean, it's I, fine if Inspired is just running for MVP right now, it's for sure. So The way he's playing right now is so different than in Spring, right? You have a more flexibility in using him. And, you know, watching him also being very loose outside of the game, he's been doing a lot more like Twitter, like interviews. Um, oh, the Twitter interviews are amazing. He also started streaming, by the way. Mm. I don't know if you if you know if you saw that. He's been having that. a good time. I have to I have to dive into his Discord. He has his own Discord. Um, and yeah, I mean it's fun. You can see, uh, you know how these players are playing loose, and of course this break is well deserved. I mean, after such a long season, I think they um, they were really looking forward to it. Uh, the interview with Jojo Pion by the Game House, you can hear Jojo say like. He's not burnt out, but he, he really welcomes a, a, a break um, after such a long, long season. And they're hoping to come back refreshed. And I think that's a case for our boys. Um, 
let me think. I think that's the first time I heard Jojo say something like that. Like, he's always so grindy. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> in a way, I'm I'm kind of happy that he's he's taking it slow for now because he, uh, I do get a little bit worried that how sustainable it is because he grinds a lot, like a lot, a lot. Be demotivated of want to stop and he did say that he felt that he was losing a little bit of motivation so i think it's really good that he he has the awareness to see it yes. and and take a step back if necessary yes self-awareness is great and um you know young young players they they usually like go hard until mm -hmm. you stop them yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you have to tell them hey hey buddy <laughs> slow down a little bit and that will prolong his longevity i i believe it his future is bright and um i mean he's know. 17 like it's it's crazy well, <laughs> this is a few of our you know na players that we can celebrate that they're so young you know this is so common in lpl and lck where they say oh 17 year old it's a prodigy and they come back and then a few of them make it others i've seen like flame out very fast because of how much they're trying to do early on right to prove themselves yeah we don't want him to like get born fast for sure we want him to stay here for a while i i want to see european win a lot more trophies i want to see european get some mps and he that is something in his future as long as as not as long but we continue to watch him uh grow we continue to watch him stay at top of his game and bring that energy i think he's doing his own trash talking now not sure quite sure <laughs> that that's true yet but he's getting there holy cow did you see the the the, the tweet by biora our our analyst no or if which... it posted it on the discord that is some one creepy uh picture of vulcan oh yeah <laughs> vulcan ratioed him right so he had to reply <laughs> Yeah, oh it happens. Oh Everyone is a victim of Vulcan. <laughs> Just what it is. Hey, join in on the fun. Find us on the Discord. Uh, it's in the show notes. Andrea, can you let people know what's coming up for you? How can they stay in touch? How can they stay on top of the news? Everything EG. And what are you up to during this break week? I am up to nothing. I <laughs> crave League of Legends. Okay, but for real... Um, I want to shout out um, Champions Q streams. Uh, if you are around uh, the time Champions Q is on, just tune in to Champions Q. It's really fun. Uh, EG players are constantly Champions Q. You can tune on, tune in to Tomio, who streams a lot, basically every day. Certi sometimes, Kaori sometimes. Uh, Yukino sometimes stream too, so that's pretty cool. Um, in Spartan, I like I said, started streaming this week. I don't know if it's going to keep it up, but it's something to look forward to. I wish we will get more other G streams, but unfortunately, um, Jojo Pion still hasn't paid back what he said to Andrew <laughs> that he will stream if they won LCS. So Ooh, that's a little gotta, bit sad. <laughs> guys, we got we to gotta spam Jojo. I, I don't think it's possible. Like I, don't, I, I think... I don't think it's possible. European just refuses to do it. Uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, Champions Q streams. That's what I do every night. I just watch Champions Q. So, and yes, uh, go to the Discord. Um, I always try to to keep updates, and to post all the updates and to keep the schedule there, like so that we can know when 
EGP plays and when EGA plays, which is <laughs> my main priority. Other than that, that's no, that's you know, all it. <laughs> you're doing a lot. I have to say, you're doing a lot. All I'm, I'm trying to do is keep up with the EGP and EGA, and I know I'll be uh, focusing on the LCS part. So. Thank you for joining me. We will be back and talking more about Evil Geniuses. I got a couple of things in store, and I hope you'll enjoy some of the guests that I'm hoping to bring on. Um, until then, everyone, live evil.